You're listening to Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. Together, we're going to explore divination and help you start your own journey with tarot. I'll discuss my tarot journey and offer ways to use tarot for healing, self-development, and personal growth. So let's get started. Hi, listeners. Welcome to episode 47 of Healing Through Tarot. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Hardison. In this episode, I'll discuss how to use tarot for the writing process, and I'll share two spreads, one to help you with preparing for a writing project like National Novel Writing Month, and another for story development. These spreads will help you get unstuck if you're suffering from writer's block and will help you dig deeper into your story plot. And I'll also share an excerpt from my latest novel, Book 3 in the Divining Sisters series, The Threads of Fate. I'm so happy to be back with all new episodes for this fall, because there's so much that I need to share with you. We've got NaNoWriMo coming up, and I'm releasing another book in my series. So let's dive in to today's packed episode. NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month, occurs every November when authors and first-time authors attempt to write a novel in 30 days. The goal is to write 50,000 words in that time period, which comes out to 1,667 words a day if you plan to write all 30 days of the month. This will be my fifth year to participate. I've won four times in a row since I started writing in autumn 2019, and I credit my use of tarot in my writing process for my success and I'm now releasing my third book in my series. And all of these started off as NaNoWriMo projects. So this method can absolutely be successful if you're open to tools like the tarot to help with sparking inspiration, fleshing out character profiles, battling writer's block, and deepening your story development. In episode seven of Healing Through Tarot, I covered tarot for creative projects like writing. And in that episode, I talked about how you could use your favorite tarot decks to spark ideas by just flipping through the cards to see what ideas jump out at you from the artwork. Make sure to listen to episode 7 to hear all the ways that I use my various decks for sparking all kinds of creative inspiration. Tarot not only helps me with organizing my thoughts when writing, it was the main inspiration for my fictional divination book series, The Divining Sisters. I was blessed to find tarot a year and a half before I began writing my first book. The card sparked a creativity in me that I had never experienced before. And soon after learning how to read the cards, this mystical divination story started to unfold. I felt the call to tell the story of my spiritual awakening and discovery of the tarot in a fictional format. Before long, I was writing feverishly to get it all out on the page. The story was unfolding at such a rapid rate that it was hard for me to keep up, and I find that that's still the case. Currently, I've got about nine books planned in the series, four to five in the main series, and about four prequels that will delve into the past incarnations of my main characters. Luckily, the tarot is such a versatile tool that it helps me to organize my thoughts so that I can keep the twists and turns of this complex story straight. I see the story through the lens of the tarot. So certain characters, plots, and scenes 
are represented by different tarot cards. And each of my characters are represented by cards based on their particular personality characteristics. Alexandra, my main character in the Dividing Sister series, is the Queen of Pentacles, just like me, since she's also a Capricorn and a practical, grounded, analytical counselor. But her fiercest incarnation, Alexis, is the Queen of Wands, due to her fiery, defiant, witchy nature. And I'll read a scene with Alexis later, so that you can see that for yourself. I pull out the tarot cards that represent my characters as I write. And this helps me to tap into their energy and embody their essence, so that those scenes really come alive for my readers. I'll often pull a Celtic crossbred ahead of a writing session to see which scene wants to be written that day. And I may even pull a Celtic cross on a particular character to see what's going on for them at the moment, which helps to orient me to the story that the character wants to tell for that writing session. In episode four, I detail the position of each of the cards in a Celtic cross spread, if you're interested in learning more about that spread and how to use it for yourself. If it helps you track your story, I'd suggest writing a set of flashcards for each scene that you have mapped out, and then assign a tarot card to each flashcard. That way you can lay them out in order to see the progression of your story through the cards. It's like a storyboard, but with tarot cards. When making these visual tarot storyboards, I'm actively choosing the cards that I use to build my story. So this is different from the Celtic cross spreads that I talked about pulling earlier. Both techniques are effective for the writing process, but they serve different purposes. Along the same lines as a visual storyboard, I also put together a Spotify playlist for each book that includes songs that tell the story through music representing my characters, the storyline for that book, and the overall energy and themes of the story. Music is extremely powerful. I suggest curating a playlist to listen to as you write, and then share that with your readers after releasing the book. It really helps them to connect to the story. To check out the playlist for each of my books, head on over to author.heatherhardison.com or click on the bio link in the show notes. The tarot provides a wealth of valuable information when developing characters. There are 78 cards in the deck, which span all phases of life, including major life milestones and life lessons in the 22 major arcana cards, to the mundane everyday tasks in the 56 minor arcana cards. Within the minor arcana, there are 16 court cards, which can easily represent personality characteristics that you can assign to your characters. Each suit has four court cards, a page, knight, queen, and king. The tarot has such a wide range of life experiences and archetypes that they can be arranged to tell endless stories. If you want to learn more about the court cards as types of people, the best book I've found is Your Tarot Court by Anthony Dawn. She helps you master the court cards, and she even provides references to pop culture for the cards such as Sheldon Cooper, Spock, and Bruce Banner as the King of Swords, Sherlock Holmes as the Page of Swords, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman as the Queen of Pentacles, Ebenezer Scrooge as the King of Pentacles, and Peter Pan as the Page of Wands. This helps tremendously 
in trying to keep all of the personalities straight within the 16 court cards. But this is also a great strategy when developing characters for your story. She also devotes an 80-page chapter to the archetypes in the tarot. Understanding the archetypes in the cards, such as the Queen of Cups and High Priestess as the Mystic, the Page of Cups as the Empath, and the Queen of Swords as the Judge, helps you to add depth to your characters as you write. Anthony helps us with that by offering keywords, identifiers, shadow characteristics, strengths, and astrological associations for each archetype paired with the 16 court cards. If you're serious about using tarot for writing, pick this book up. Your tarot court has helped me identify all of my characters within the spectrum of the tarot. And it makes me more confident when writing their aspirations, internal conflicts, motivations, and fears. Flip through this book, and I guarantee that you'll be flooded with ideas for all of your characters. You can find similar inspiration with Carolyn Miss's archetype cards and my favorite archetype deck, The Wild Unknown Archetypes. The more you understand archetypes, the better your character development will be. There are links for your tarot court and both of those archetype decks in the show notes for you. And follow my archetype podcast series where I explore the healer, mystic, witch, dreamer, and wild woman archetypes through the tarot in past Healing Through Tarot episodes. If you're suffering from writer's block, shuffle the cards and pull one as a prompt to start writing for the day. Study the card and any characters in the image. Build a scene around the ideas that the card sparks for you. This is a very effective tool for me. The tarot never fails to bust me out of a rut. Or, shuffle the cards and select a card for the following questions. What to focus on today? What to explore? And what new angle to use to approach today's scene? These questions will help you get the wheels turning. You can also just pick up a deck and look through the cards. As I flip through the cards in a deck, I get ideas for new characters all the time. It's like the characters are using the cards to get my attention so that I'll tell their stories. And if you're in a major rut, create a custom spread. If I'm ever stuck, I write down a list of the questions that I need answers to. Then I build a spread out of those questions. Spreads allow the cards to show you the solution to the current problem that has you stumped. There's really no limit to what you can do with the tarot deck. Use your creativity to find new ways to apply the tarot to your writing practice. All my techniques came to me naturally as I experimented with the tarot cards over the past few years. The cards will guide you. Just let them lead. October is fast approaching, and October is notorious for NaNoWriMo prep, so that we don't go into National Novel Writing Month empty-handed or ill-prepared. We call October Preptober because preparing ahead of time vastly increases your chances of success. If you want to participate in NaNo this year, sign up at NaNoWriMo.org and come and join the fun. For this episode, 
I'm going to be sharing two tear spreads with you to help you with your writing process if you're planning on joining in for NaNo this year. Or maybe you're writing on your own timeline. You don't have to participate in NaNo to benefit from these spreads. Either way, these spreads will help you organize your thoughts, identify plot holes, and navigate writer's block. Let's start with the NaNoWriMo prep spread, since this spread helps us identify what to focus on as we prepare to launch into our storytelling process. This spread also helps us determine how to stay focused on goals, deal with burnout, since NaNo can be very intense, and helps us reconnect with our muse and the reason we write in the first place. Tara always helps me reconnect with the heart of my story and the reason why it's important to share it with the world. With that said, I'll share with you the nine-card spread that I created to help us with Preptober, or whatever prep stage you find yourself in for any major writing projects you're working on. This spread is called the NaNoWriMo Prep Tear Spread. Here are those prompts. Main focus area for this month's prep session. How to stay on track with my writing goals. How to plug into my full creative flow. What causes me to lose momentum? How to get back on track when derailed? Limiting belief impeding my writing or prep work. Where to find inspiration along the way. How to recharge at the halfway mark. And the last prompt, reminder of why I craft stories. If you want to throw this spread for yourself, you can find this spread on my blog, on my website, healingthroughterror.com. And I've posted a graphic of this spread on my Healing Through Tarot accounts on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. I'd love to see a photo of your spreads. Please tag me on Instagram at Healing Through Tarot, and please use the hashtag Healing Through Tarot Nanorama Prep Spread. When I threw this spread for myself, the cards show me that I needed to focus on the past of my characters and explore their passions and dreams, as well as their emotional ties, to stay plugged into my creative flow. The things in my life that ground me and knock me out of my creative flow cause me to lose momentum. You know, like my daily job and daily chores but the cards urged me to stay in my imagination for longer periods of time in order to stay in the flow of my story. My critical thoughts about my writing style and delays caused by others often derail me, but I can find inspiration along the way by tapping into my mystical and intuitive side with the Queen of Cups, which this magical and mystical story definitely requires. When I need to recharge at the halfway point, The Two of Wands tells me to go back to the drawing board to make sure that I'm hitting all the highlights that I want to cover, but I also need to plug back into why I craft stories in the first place, which is the Ten of Cups, to bring about joy, fulfillment, and healing. This spread always helps me to zero in on how to stay in the flow when writing, which is so important. See what this spread urges you to do to reach your writing goals. Writing requires quite a bit of concentration. There's so much to keep track of while crafting a new story. While I'm writing one book, 
I'm constantly jumping around and writing parts for the prequels that will delve into my character's past incarnations, and then I jump forward and write scenes for books to come later in the series. Luckily, I found a little magical elixir that helps me stay focused as I shift between all of these storylines. Magic Mind is my coffee replacement that keeps my mind organized so that I can remember all of the details of my story and all the nuances of my characters. This two-ounce elixir is easier on my stomach than coffee and doesn't leave me with the jitters. I sip on it right before my writing sessions, and I get in a good seven hours of productive work, thanks to the natural ingredients like the nootropics and adaptogens that not only help me stay focused, but also relaxed as I write through the evening. If you'd like to try this elixir for yourself, go to magicmind.co slash htt. You can use my code at checkout. HTT, that's all caps, to get 20% off your first one-time purchase. They also have a money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. If you're a writer like me, crafting stories through the night, or just someone looking for enhanced productivity as you work, give Magic Mind a try. After a quick break, I'll share another writing spread and give you a peek at the third book, in the Divining Sisters series. I will once again be hosting an October Terror Challenge for the month of October, where I will provide a prompt for each of the 31 days of October. You can pull a tarot or oracle card each day using these prompts. I will post the graphic with all the prompts on Instagram by September 30th and we will start the challenge on October 1st. If you want to participate in the challenge, follow me on Instagram and tag me in your card polls at Healing Through Tarot. See you then. Hi, card slingers. My fifth spread ebook has launched, titled Healing Through Tarot's Life Path and Life Purpose Spreads, and includes 15 custom spreads that I've created to help you identify and align with your life path and sail to success. Spreads like the Life Path Alignment Spread, Lightwork Path Guidance Spread, Conquering Obstacles on My Path Spread, Advice for My Future Self, and Karmic Healing Path Spread will help you position yourself to step into your full power and achieve the purpose that you incarnated to fulfill. Plus many more spreads offering guidance and advice to get on path and stay on track. You can find this tarot and oracle spread ebook for only $12 on healingthroughtarot.com. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. There you can find the four other spread ebooks that I have on emotional and physical healing, mental health spreads, shadow work, and spreads that will guide you through the entire year with seasonal spreads, holiday spreads, full and new moon spreads, eclipses, and mercury retrograde spreads, and much more. There's a link in the show notes for your convenience. Together, we can heal through tarot. So we've covered the spread that helps you prepare for your writing project. Now let's talk about the spread that I created to help with developing the plot for our stories. This spread will help us dig into our story to find any plot holes, 
any areas where we need to flesh out the details to paint a more vivid picture for our readers, and any backstories that need to be written to help our readers connect more with our characters and the story we're crafting. I find this spread helpful after I've been writing on my story for a while, because it helps me to see what needs more work and attention from me. This spread is called Story Development Terra Spread. Here are those prompts. Why my story matters. What makes my story unique? Weak point in my story. What plotline needs further exploration? What perspective have I not considered? What part of the story needs more detail work? What backstory needs telling? What's the most difficult aspect of the story to write? And the last prompt, how to address those challenging aspects. If you want to throw this spread for yourself, you can find this spread on my blog on my website, healingthroughterra.com. And I've posted a graphic of this spread on my Healing Through Terra accounts on Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. I'd love to see the photo of your spreads. Please tag me on Instagram at Healing Through Tarot, and please use the hashtag Healing Through Tarot Story Development Spread. About a year ago, I threw the story development spread to help me with my story. I'll walk you through my pull of that spread so that you can see how helpful the spread can be in the writing process. I pulled the Queen of Wands for Why My Story Matters, and I was so happy to see this card come up. The Queen of Wands is the Witch of the Tarot. See, my book series, the Divining Sisters series, is a powerful story of witches, healers, and diviners who reincarnate lifetime after lifetime to reunite with their coven so that they can fulfill a mission of keeping their craft of divination, healing, and magic alive for future generations. It's an uplifting and empowering tale that I hope inspires others to step fully into their personal power and unique gifts, just like the Queen of Wands. For what makes my story unique, the King of Pentacles showed me that I'm not only telling my story for entertainment, I'm actually teaching practical life lessons about loss, fears, and trauma, while also teaching my readers about healing, persevering over those fears and trauma, leaning into their intuition, and learning to look for the signs that the universe is providing, whether that be through the cards or just repeated numbers and messages. I wanted to write something that would inspire future diviners and teach divination and healing along the way, so that this story stays with readers for life. The King of Swords showed me that my story's weak points during the writing process are the emotional threads. This was something that I already knew about my writing style. Like a lot of writers, I tend to put the plot outline down first and then get the story set up before I go back during the latter stages and really build in the emotion to tug at the heartstrings. And lastly, I sprinkle the magic on the page for that final touch. It's my magic sauce for the end of the writing process and it always sparkles in the end. The Devil Reversed showed that the plot line needing further exploration was how each of my main characters would free themselves from the fears that had been restraining them throughout the entire story. I pulled the Ten of Pentacles 
for the perspective I haven't considered yet. Since this is the generational card in the tarot, I saw this as pointing to the family tree of all of the main characters that hadn't been solidified yet. That came together as a story unfolded over the past year. It's quite complex because each character has past incarnations where they're all connected. The King of Wands pointed to the part of the story needing more details, which was the vision for the story's end and the character's end goals. I needed to see past book three, which I was writing at the time, to see where they would all end up. You have to know generally where you're headed to help you land the plane, so to speak. The Five of Pentacles showed me that the backstory that needed to be told pertained to two characters that were isolated and left out in the cold. This led to a larger romance eventually in the story, with glimpses of a past life they shared as lovers, which added more depth to the story and passion. For the prompt, what is the most difficult aspect of the story to write? I got the Queen of Pentacles reversed. My main character, Alexandra Steele, is the Queen of Pentacles just like me. Her darker moments and weaknesses are the hardest for me to write because I'm so close to the character as she's based on myself. That means that I can't be as objective with her. I think it makes for a better story in the end because it's raw and authentic, but it can be quite difficult while writing her story. And lastly, I pulled the page of swords for how to address those challenging writing aspects. Basically, this says to get curious, ask a lot of questions, and try to see the character from a new perspective. So essentially, I'm told here that I need to get out of my own head for a bit in order to see Alexandra in a new light. Hopefully that walkthrough of my throw of this spread helps you to see how using the tarot and these particular tarot spreads can help you deepen your story and identify what areas still need more work in your story. Give these spreads a try and see how your writing evolves as a result. Book three in my fictional divination book series, The Divining Sisters, is releasing on September 26th. And I'm so excited to share this new installment of this book series with you. Book three is titled The Threads of Fate. Let me catch you up if you aren't familiar with my series yet. In The Call of the Cards, which was book one in the series, we start the series by meeting the main character, Dr. Alexandra Steele. She's a middle-aged clinical psychologist in Memphis, Tennessee, and we see her discover tarot for the first time in a mystical store in downtown Memphis. She's instantly captivated by the cards, and they soon enter her dreams, unlocking memories of numerous past lifetimes with divination. In this series, her past lives are shown through her vivid dream life, and we see how past life fears and traumas keep her hiding in the shadows and playing small in this life. Reconnecting with the cards sparks a spiritual awakening which changes her life and leads her to past coven sisters who help her work through the lingering fears of persecution that have traveled across lifetimes with her as she's been hunted and persecuted for witchcraft and her work with the cards. The series focuses on reconnecting with past life gifts, sisterhood, empowerment through facing fears, 
and learning to step out of the shadows, which for Alexandra occurs through her work with the tarot. Early on in the series, Alex reconnects with the soul sister, Isabel Frey, who has been a biological sister in many previous lifetimes. And in book two, we see them searching for their other sister, who they believe has reincarnated at this time. If you'd like to hear more about book one, I have a bonus episode of Healing Through Tarot from June 2022, where I read excerpts and a full chapter from book one. And episode 42 from February 2023, where I do the same for book two when it was released. I'm incredibly proud of this magical and mystical series, because it's not just an entertaining story. It's also a healing, soul-stirring, and empowering book series that focuses on spiritual awakenings, exploration of gifts, and healing the witch wound that many of us are here to heal in this lifetime. It's a catalyst for healing that could lead to significant personal growth and transformation. I see it as a mix of a discovery of witches, charmed, witches of East End, and practical magic. So if you love those books and shows, then you'll probably like my books as well. Now that you're caught up on the series, I'd like to read you the blurb for book three to give you a taste of the storyline. After reuniting in Salem, Massachusetts, Alex, Izzy, and Hazel begin to retrace the threads of fate that bind them to better understand where this journey is leading them. As their enemies close in and up the stakes, the pieces of their past start to shift into place, revealing key details about their destiny set in motion lifetimes ago. Will learning more about their past incarnations help them overcome their fears to embrace their shared mission? Or will the adversaries re-emerging from their past stop them before stepping into their full power? As always, there's tons of divination in this one. We have tarot, Lenormand, oracle, scrying, remote viewing, palmistry, astrology, animal spirit guides, and spell work. In this book, we learn even more about their past lives and how it all relates to the unfolding story in the present day. My favorite scenes to write in this series are the flashbacks to all their past incarnations. And I can't wait to write the prequels that will delve into these witch lives even further. Now I want to share a scene with you from book three, The Threads of Fate. I chose this scene because it's a flashback to one of Alexandra's strongest and fiercest incarnations, Alexis. We've seen flashbacks to this life throughout all the books. This is a pivotal scene where we learn of Alexis's fate. Although I'm only going to read a small part of the scene to avoid spoiling anything major here. To set this scene up, this is a dream Alexandra has toward the end of book three, where she learns more about Alexis's fate. This is hugely important to Alex's journey, as she's remembering her past lives, her intuitive gifts, and how all of the people in her life are connected across lifetimes. Let's jump right into Alex's dream here. Alexis cast her beloved cards into the fire and watched them burn. She clutched the Queen of Fire 
reluctant to add it to the flames with the rest. But he was closing in on her. She had to act now. She closed her eyes and tossed the fiery queen into the flames. She'd rather destroy them than have him use them against her. Tears stung her cheeks as the cards started to disintegrate. She had painstakingly crafted each one by hand in front of the fire after their coven meetings. They had whispered their wisdom to her over the years when she had sought their counsel, and they had predicted this exact moment. She steadied herself, sensing him barreling toward her with each step he took on his pursuit. This was the moment she had seen so many nights in her dreams. No matter how hard she'd fought to avoid this fate, it was upon her. She stared into the blazing fire, not giving him the satisfaction of looking in his direction as he charged through the door and flung her to the ground. His thick, muddy boot pinned her to the floor. He shifted his boot to the crook of her neck, pressing all of his weight on top of her. The blunt force of his attack had knocked the breath out of her, but she didn't dare show any distress. She stared directly into the flames, drinking up the heat. He wouldn't break her. That much she had promised herself. But he would try his damnedest. She had slipped into his dreams more times than she could recall. They were all the same. He thirsted for the revenge he had been denied centuries ago and he was hell-bent on making her suffer. The more excruciating, the better to him. He had envisioned torturing her a myriad of ways, as she witnessed her own death over and over again in the dream world. But she wouldn't give him the satisfaction of showing any fear, come what may. And no amount of pressure could force her to give up her sisters. She would buy Isadora enough time to get back to Hester so they could flee together. She owed them that much. The witch hunter pressed her face into the floor while his fellow hunters ransacked the small cottage. They were looking for evidence of witchcraft, but they would find nothing. She glanced back at the fire. The cards were now a pile of ash. She smirked, knowing that they were out of his reach. There was nothing left here to satisfy his search. She'd sent everything with Isadora that would need preserving, and she'd destroyed the rest herself. Isadora carried all their spell books, diaries, and divinatory tools. It all belonged to her now. She would take Alexis's place as the high priestess of the coven, and would be responsible for passing the rituals down to the new initiates. Their legacy would live on if she could stall the witch hunters long enough. Even though there was no evidence to justify charges against her, Alexis knew she would not live to see the sunrise. Look at me, witch, he bellowed. Alexis remained motionless. She hadn't struggled when he'd thrown her to the ground. Her disinterest was infuriating him. He was such an easy read for her. He was hoping she would squirm and beg for mercy but that wasn't her nature. The more he pressed her, the greater the storm within raged. Her entire life, she had tried to contain her fury 
over the injustices they'd faced lifetime after lifetime. And here he was, within her grasp. It could all end now. Tonight, he was going to regret waking the witch. She smirked again, which frustrated him more. Where are your tools? We know you and your sisters have been consorting with the devil in the woods. She held her tongue, despite the gnawing urge to refute these lies. They had done nothing of the sort. He was stretching the truth. All they had were reports from paranoid villagers who wanted nothing more than to run them out of town. It was the same old story as it had always been. Not much had changed in the past few centuries. Would it ever? Confess or hang for your crimes. Another trap. She held firm. She knew how this would end. Profess your guilt or we'll hunt your sisters down and the three of you will hang by morning. Unless you think they can outrun the dogs, he snarled. He removed his foot from her neck and knelt in front of her, staring directly into her eyes as she gasped for air. His eyes were the same deep black eyes that she'd stared into during her last moments all those lifetimes ago as Adriana, when as the emperor, he'd cursed her and sworn to seek revenge. She'd always known he would catch up to her eventually. A few hours before, she had pulled a spread for a glimpse of their inevitable reunion. She hadn't been surprised to see the tyrant card next to the hunter. The final card pull had represented endings or death, which she clarified with the card for sacrifice. The message was clear. Her fate had finally caught up to her after all this time. I hate to cut this scene off here just when it's getting good, but this flashback scene contains a huge spoiler that I've waited three books to reveal. The exact details of Alexis's fate have never been revealed. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. You'll have to get the books to find out why Alexis's story is so compelling and empowering. Now that I've shared with you a scene from book three, I hope you'll go out and buy it to experience this magical story for yourself. And if you haven't read book one, start your magical journey with the Divining Sisters now. You'll have three books to catch up with. You can find the ebook and paperback of The Call of the Cards, We Divine Three, and The Threads of Fate on Amazon. And the ebooks are also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Google Play, Kobo, Scribd, Smashwords, and more. The ebook is $4.99 and the paperback is $14.99. Readers are raving about the series, like this five star Amazon review of The Call of the Cards. The metaphysical series I've been waiting for. I was hooked from the very beginning and I even find myself slowing down because I want it to last. The characters are so relatable and genuine, and the explanations of tarot readings and past life stories is spot on. I'm eagerly awaiting the next ones. Please, 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 Heather, keep writing. If you get a copy, 
please leave a book review on whatever platform you bought it on if you enjoy it. That really helps me out and can help me get my book in front of more readers. And if you love it, please also leave a review on Goodreads. I have a dedicated website for my books at author.heatherhardison.com. Hardison is spelled H-A-R-D-I-S-O-N. And that's where I post updates on book releases, book blurbs, book quotes, book covers, and fun things like my Spotify playlist for each book. I carefully curate those to express the energy of each book, so please check those out. I also have links for that site on my main website, healingthroughterror.com. And of course, there are links in the show notes to take you straight to the books, along with links to the books and decks discussed in this episode. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll also see updates for the book releases there. I have two Instagram accounts. I'm Healing Through Tarot for all my podcasts and tarot posts, and I have a separate author account called Heather Hardison Author. And it's that time of year again when we need to order another tarot journal. I always order a new ritual tarot planner around this time of year. If you want one before the new year, remember that you can use my ritual discount code at checkout. I'll link my ritual ambassador link in the show notes for this episode and in the blog that goes along with this episode. My discount code HEATHER, all caps, gets you 15% off all your ritual purchases when you use that affiliate link and code. They have tarot stamps and stickers, dated and undated tarot journals and planners, including one for kids, tarot decks, and tarot-themed mugs, candles, and jewelry. So check them out using my link and code. In the next episode, I'll discuss shadow work with the dark feminine and review the shadow and light oracle. So join me next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found this information valuable, consider subscribing to the show so you never miss an episode. And please rate and review this podcast and tell fellow car readers about the show. You can find more tarot tips on my blog on HealingThroughTarot.com and on my Pinterest and Instagram page, both under Healing Through Tarot. That's through, spelled T-H-R-U. See you next time, card slingers.